welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zerati. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press multimedia producer Erin Labar. And welcome to the show, episode 31 of Bury the Lead. Um, today on the show, we are going to be talking about the feud between Disney and the Los Angeles Times. Uh, we're also going to be talking about Daylight Savings Time and how much we hate it. And how, like, maybe Saskatchewan got something figured out. <laughs> <laughs> you sound very condescending when you say that. We love you, Saskatchewan. I know. I don't mean to be. We love you, Saskatchewan. I, it's it's that sort of ingrained, like, Winnipeg Rivalry. thing. Where, yeah, where yeah. And it makes no sense because, like, I don't care about sports. But I think they're winning in this regard. They are definitely winning in this regard. Um, they also are winning in the slogan as well. Land of the living skies. Oh, I know. That's so nice. Isn't it? Mm. I know. And we'll also be talking about... Remembrance Day, and Erin is going to share a little bit of a personal story about Remembrance Day. How was your week, Jen? I can't stop, won't stop eating Halloween candy. So <laughs> <laughs> is that why you have the shakes? The, yeah, tra- the Charleston yeah. Chew shakes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like those. You have been eating them. Are you are you kidding me? I actually what don't. Is, I don't even know what a Charleston chew is. To be fair, it's they're just like randomly a marshmallowy nougat piece of heaven wrapped in chocolate. That sounds okay. Oh, it's so good. Marshmallows. Oh, so good. You like marshmallows, but you don't like pancakes. <laughs> Your your palate is confusing. You don't like. You criticize my palate on every episode. I know. <laughs> Bury Aaron's palate. Um, you don't like avocados. I don't like avocado. No. You don't like peanut butter. No. You don't like pancakes. No. And but you I don't like, like pickles. <laughs> I just short circuit it a little bit. <laughs> Why do you have to yuck all my yums? Well, then if I don't like them, there's more for everyone else to eat. That's true. But marshmallows, though. So good. But such a bad texture. No. Yes. It's like cloud pillows of heaven. No, like weird <laughs> sugar. Sugar balls. Gum. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Other um, than Halloween candy. <laughs> um, I had a piece come out in Tuesday's paper about Tava Harrison's exhibit, which is opening at the Winnipeg Art Gallery mm-hmm. on Saturday. And for those who aren't familiar with Tava, she uh, wrote a and drew a graphic memoir about living with cancer. She mm-hmm. was diagnosed with a very advanced form of uh, metastatic breast cancer when she was 37. And uh, she started making all these comics to cope and all her friends who were getting treatment were like, you need to share these because they will be helpful to other people. So she started sharing them on a blog and the blog was picked up by the walrus magazine. Mm-hmm. And then an Nancy came calling and was like, you have the beginnings of a book and in her interview. She was like, yeah, they were like, it's going to take three to four years to put together a book. And she was like, yeah, funny thing. The median survival for my cancer is two to three years. So if we can speed that up, that'd be great. Yeah. And so 11 months, her book came out, but then she saw the publication of her book. Then she saw her 40th birthday. She's 41. Now she's still, She's still living and still making work and doing projects. And now she's That's in the great. opening at the WAG. So That's awesome. It's called In Between Days. It opens on Saturday. She's doing an artist talk on Sunday afternoon as well. I highly recommend people check it out because she's super cool. That's great. Yeah. How about you? Um, after our last episode, and I mentioned, um, <laughs> well, you mentioned your doll that you had that was ill. 
<laughs> my sick friend. <laughs> yeah, my sick friend. What was it really called? Uh, baby Get Well. Baby Get Well. That's yeah. right. So I I Googled this toy and then I kind mm-hmm. of fell into the 90s commercial wormhole on yeah. YouTube because some kind and or crazy soul has uploaded all these um, compilations of commercials from the 90s. So I spent a lot of my day yesterday <laughs> looking at those commercials. <laughs> Polly Pocket, My Littlest Pet Shop. Oh, yeah. Like that tea set where you pour the tea in and it changes color and there's like the jam on the... Yeah. You know. God, I hated Polly Pocket so much. What? Sh- that is the most tedious, frustrating toy. I like my things to be like normal Not size for my hands. <laughs> like... That's why okay, I, I think we should save this and talk about it in your Christmas when... I think we should. Okay. We'll, we'll, do, a, we'll do a doll uh, reminiscence. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's just I don't like... A lot of it's why I don't really love like really intricate crafts. Like I just don't have. See, that's my bag. Yeah, so you, you know like, my lace making. <laughs> so like I would just I would just knock her over in her little. Yeah, I also have really tiny fingers. In, uh, even now, I have very t- small so hands, I. so I can like shove them in the little. I hate yeah, that. but yeah. Uh, and then on Friday, I did a Gordon Lightfoot review, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which was pro- like the strangest concert experience I've had in a very long time. How so? Uh, well, he's 78 years old, I believe, or 72. I think he's 78. Um, and he's pretty chill. He's a folk folk guy, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. you don't expect his concert to be he's rowdy. Gordon Lightfoot. He's Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> he's like a Canadian gem, right? So we go, everyone, not everyone, I shouldn't say everyone, but like a lot of people had been drinking pretty heavily. Um, a lot of not heckling but just yelling from the crowd like i love you gordon i love you play this song play that song very unexpected <laughs> oh dear yeah and then a, like a few rows down from me a verbal altercation broke out between two women while gord was playing on stage at a gordon lightfoot yes. concert and then apparently in the second row further down another altercation broke out between two gentlemen <laughs> i know i know <laughs> and everyone's just trying to enjoy the show and uh it was it was that's i find this shocking yeah and also Who knew? Uh, gordon life wasn't feeling well so halfway through the concert he literally took out his nasal spray on stage and turned around and shot some spray up his nose which is hilarious hell he's a old man and i old mean man. do what you need to do to make it through the show dgaf <laughs> exactly i mean he played 90 minutes without stopping so that's pretty good yeah but it was just like a very strange night i enjoyed the show very much but not what i expected crowd wise <laughs> Earlier this week, uh, it was made known that Disney had decided to freeze out the LA Times after the publication had written several sort of unflattering pieces about Disney in regards to their Anaheim property of Disneyland. Mm -hmm. Um, So Disney was like, well, if you're going to do that, then we're going to restrict your access to preview screeners and access to talent which is bananas yeah because it is actually not a reporter's job to make anything seem flattering the point is to write things that are true right um yeah so they basically they were calling it a chill out or freeze out or something like like the la times was put on the tantrum think about what you did step yeah the naughty step they were put on the naughty step and uh Disney was very blatant about it. They, were, I, they didn't try to hide the fact of what they were doing. And what euphemism did they actually use, though? I feel like they said that they, they had pressed pause. Like, I think they were, like, oh, yeah. trying to be cute about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, cute about their uh, media chill. 
So the LA Times then uh, came back at them saying, if this is what you're going to do, then we're just not going to do reviews of any Disney mm-hmm. or Disney affiliated films, television shows, what have you, including the upcoming Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole thing that set this off too was uh, they posted in, or they printed in the paper bef- that they didn't have a Thor review for the new Thor film because of this reason. Right. So, uh, so that'll happen. And then a bunch of other large newspapers joined in with the LA times saying that they would also not review Disney, uh, Disney products or films or whatever content until it was resolved. So, and you made a good point before we started rolling. And that is as much as Disney is a juggernaut, like everything's Disney. Like they, yes, own, they own everything. They, they own, own everything. ABC, they own. Yeah. They yeah. Own everything. Um, they still need reviews. Reviews yes. s- still serve a very important part in the entertainment journalism ecosystem. For sure. And as we learned this week in like big time. Like you can't like as soon as other papers started joining L.A. Times. Yeah. So the New York Times joined L.A. Times. I think there was three or four other major news outlets that kind of banded together. To... And so guess who's allowed to see movies again? <laughs> yeah. So then Disney caved within about a day or yeah, two. Not it even. Didn't take long at all. And they said, well, we've we've reconsidered or we've we've had conversations with the L.A. Times yeah. to, uh, but to rectify the situation. That's crazy. To e- yeah, to even consider that as a as a plan of action just yeah. boggles my mind. Well, and it's just it's also really disturbing. Yes, that you know a corporation can say, "Well, we don't like you sniffing around our business." So, and mm-hmm. it's not like it was like Disney sucks on a one. It was like a legitimate yeah criticism of yeah. it was a trio of articles that had to do with. Uh, the city of Anaheim's relationship with the Disney company, yeah. basically. So, and you know how Disneyland, which is in Anaheim, figures into the city. Mm-hmm. That is a legitimate thing for a mm-hmm. newspaper to report upon. Absolutely. So to try to withhold access to review, like, whoa. So I'm happy that people stood up to and saw the ridiculousness of it. Um, I'm curious. I'm curious about two things. I would have been interested to see how it would have played out had it lasted longer. Mm-hmm. Me too. I was kind of like selfishly hoping that it would last until when Star Wars was released. Yeah. Because like how the hell would they handle a that? No LA Times review, a no New York Times review potentially like if, if they had really stuck, stuck to, to their it, guns. Yeah. It would have been super interesting. Mm-hmm. And also I'm curious and the cynic in me wonders, had it not been the LA Times, but maybe a smaller paper in like somewhere in the Midwest, mm-hmm. what would have happened? Like, would would a stink have been risen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. even as it is, um, it's kind of like a little bit of a pivot to just talking about movie reviews in general. Uh, smaller markets, which of course the Winnipeg Free Press operates in, mm-hmm. sometimes doesn't, we don't get access to all the preview screeners that yes. other larger markets do just for virtue of the fact that there's not a ton of media outlets actually doing reviews. Right. So it is really hard when you don't have access to places. It, it is. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine Disney trying to pull something like that in a smaller town and then just then be like, well, okay then. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. But I, I hope that they would. Like, I hope that it would have gotten out and that other larger newspapers would have stood up for it too. But like, that's my optimistic hope. Yeah. But I don't know that that it would have been the case at all. Still encouraging to see and encouraging yes. also to see how mad people got readers. Yeah. Because readers, as we know, love reviews. They love reviews. Love they reviews. love them. And 
um, I think that, you know, other than maybe a small subsect of people who are kind of snobby about entertainment writing and think it's kind of less than news writing, mm-hmm. it's, it's important to a paper and it's it important is. to readers and it's important to cities and it's all that stuff. So I'm, ultimately it's important to the companies that are trying to get exactly. <laughs> promo for their film or their, you know, exactly. Album you just have yeah. reviews, but you also need to have the news reporters that are holding the corporations that make the movies that are reviewed to account. Of so yeah. it's, you know, it was just kind of a nice, like everything's working as it should moment in like a really weird way in a really weird way but yeah yeah, when I initially read that Disney news I was like what are you doing I used to work for Disney you did that's and I actually really enjoyed my time there um you worked for like a I worked for it was a parenting parenting an online parenting blog owned by Disney and we were not in the office all of the Disney um corporations are now in one building in midtown manhattan we at that time had our separate office like in downtown we were the black sheep of the disney family <laughs> and i really enjoyed my time there unfortunately about three weeks or four weeks after i left they ended up letting go a lot of people in the office and oh, like no. amalgamating some stuff so uh, i'm sure many of my coworkers don't have the most pleasant uh memories of of working for disney but i had a very pleasant experience there Good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's a huge corporation. It's cutthroat. They're going to do what's best for the company, right? Yeah. Like, you so, can't expect them to uh, be but, emotional about it. But yeah, it would have been interesting to see. How, like, what Oh happened. yeah. I was, yeah. I mean, not that people are not going to see Star Wars, but you know, but my point was that yes, Star Wars, of course, people are going to see that. And yes, of course, people are going to see Thor, but not everything that Disney does is going to be is like automatic gold you know like yeah. there's a lot of smaller animated films that are coming out that are not just live action remakes of like lion king or beauty and the beast or whatever they're they're new stories that people may not be as inclined to see without a positive review Segway. let's talk very quickly about the lion king oh casting. my gosh okay yes <laughs> we're done we're done pooping on disney now because we're very excited for the lion king <laughs> um yeah, and you know what? I wasn't excited. Beyonce. I know. As Nala, that is amazing. <laughs> so like, and you know, I love Donald Glover so much. I'm gonna give a shout out to uh, my bestie Carly, who also loves Donald Glover, and but also was kind of secretly hoping Jonathan Taylor Thomas would reprise his role as Simba. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That is a but fair. Donald desire. Glover is also a good casting. And, you know, yeah. I wasn't actually excited for this live action remake as much. I didn't, I, like, I didn't understand how it could be live action. <laughs> I think it's gonna be like the Jungle Book. From oh, okay. That makes more sense. Um, yeah. So <laughs> just like some lion walking, like a Natural <laughs> Geographic film with like music underneath it. I'd watch the garbage <laughs> out of that. <laughs> but I like, and because I was also kind of just like, mm, why are you remaking all the movies from like my childhood? Cause, yeah. Like, well, we both grew up in Disney's nineties heyday. Yeah, we sure did. Um, so now all those movies are being live actioned. Yes. Uh, like Beauty and the Beast, which I actually quite enjoyed. I did too, most of um, it. Yes. But yeah, I'm really excited for this. The casting yeah. is so good. Who else? John Oliver is in John there. Oliver, Billy Eichner, who I love. I know, me too. <laughs> Billy from the street. Yeah, great. so many good people. Yeah, so that doesn't come out for a while, but I'm still pumped. It's very exciting. Um, you know what's not exciting? I, r- r- good, good one. Thanks. Good segue. It's daylight savings time. It sucks. I'm struggling to get used to it. I know it's only an hour, but I feel like I have been on a transatlantic <laughs> flight i usually struggle more with spring ahead than fall back but this year fall back has hit me really hard for some reason yeah because it was dark at like 1 p.m yesterday it was i, so I hate dark. much i also get the sads this yeah. time of year um usually more so after christmas like i can kind of get behind winter until about 
January and then kind of after the holidays are over, I'm like, okay, I'm there's nothing to look forward to anymore. Yeah. But I feel like winter <laughs> came bleak. really early. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That dump of snow last week or this weekend was yeah, just. Yeah. What if I got a whole bunch of snow? Too and, much. And last year at this time, people were still on patios. Yeah. Yeah. So I just feel like it came really early and I wasn't ready for it. And I just don't understand why we have to change time at all. I don't understand either. Saskatchewan doesn't. Right, which is why we love Saskatchewan. They stay, so... At this time all year. This is also confusing. So this is... I believe this is the real time. This is real time. This is the real time. This is standard time. Yes, I believe so. So when we talk about central standard time, which is our time zone, and then in the summer, we're we're supposed to refer to it as central daylight time. So CDT instead of CST. But nobody does that, and then it's all confusing. So then people are writing like, it's at 2 p.m. CST in July, and it's like, no. When we do... um, phone interviews with people in other time zones they can get real confusing real fast so i've noticed a lot of people have just dropped the s's and the d's because nobody knows what's yeah. going on and yeah. lots of people like googled like what time is it yeah i i will i'm almost embarrassed to say how many times a day i google what time it is in pacific time or mountain time or eastern time yeah yeah i saw someone google like what time is it really <laughs> and the response that Google gave, I think it was just like from like the Wikipedia entry or whatever for time. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like the apparent progression of like things in sequential order. Like it was crazy. So, funny daily saving story. <laughs> uh, Sunday night, we we're my boyfriend and I were getting ready to go to bed. And he looks at the clock and he's like, why does the clock say 940? And I said, it's because it is 940. And he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's, was messed uh, up. it's confusing and I don't like it. And yet we insist on doing it. And I don't really know why. I don't know why either. Like, especially since other states and provinces, like as we mentioned, Saskatchewan, I think there's a few states in America that also have... Can we just start a campaign to, to not do it anymore? I think periodically there are campaigns. Maybe we should get a real one going, like a strong one. A strong campaign to end... Daylight savings daylight time. Savings. I mean, it's all dark garbage anyway in December. Mm. You know, the sun's setting at 4.30, whether we put <laughs> clocks ahead or that's not. true. I'm trying to actually find this definition of time. I'll share it later in the, sh- in the show if I can find it. But yes. yeah, it's just, but it's it's amazing how an hour can throw everything off. Yep. Um, also coming up. Yes. Inter- Remembrance Day. It is Remembrance Day. And on Saturday. On Saturday. Um, and we were kind of talking about how, like, uh, unless you sort of have the school enforced ceremony ceremony mm-hmm. that you like the school enforced participation yes like i was finding until i covered remembrance day services as a journalist yes i didn't really like participate in it anymore mm-hmm. and i went to the service at brookside cemetery in winnipeg um i can't remember if it was last year's remembrance day or the year before because i wanted to write a column and it kind of just struck me it was like yeah like it i haven't really yeah, done haven't. this yeah. in a long time mm-hmm. um and it kind of felt nice too because i think some people kind of feel like you know i wear a poppy and that kind of stuff and i know people kind of sometimes feel unease about wearing the poppy because they think it's like an endorsement of like war yeah no, i don't I think just, that's necessarily I, true i think it's just yeah i'm it's i'm a pac- yeah yeah i'm a pacifist I, d- I don't agree with war in almost all instances but i wear a poppy just because I don't agree with war doesn't mean I don't appreciate the sacrifices that were made Same, for I'm the freedom you. of this country. Totally. So I think you can separate the two. And I used to quite 
prissily stop people from in elementary school when they would make pop- their poppies <laughs> into like lips or like don't the- disrespect the poppy <laughs> or stick the pins through their oh, God. skin of their finger I remember do. that I yeah do. yeah it's like no this is a let's just not let's behave ourselves for the next hour like yeah literally be reverent for one minute right like come on yeah but you yeah have yeah you have family members that family are members who are veterans yeah my mom's dad uh was in the air force he passed away quite a long time ago um but my step-grandfather uh was also in the military i believe he was also in the air force as well he passed away just a couple weeks ago so this will be like a special uh remembrance day for us as we kind of remember his service um i my, my grandmother got remarried when she was 75 years old that's amazing. Yeah. So uh, my grandfather passed away when I was three. So I guess it'd be like 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then they lived in the same apartment complex, her and her second husband, Don, who, who's the one who recently passed away. Um, they started dating <laughs> and oh. then decided, you know what, like we're 75 years old. Let's just get married. So they did. And they Cute. spent some very lovely years together. And he has a whole family of his own that is now my extended family. And they're just like the most wonderful people. So cool. We feel very lucky to be connected so late in life. And because we almost weren't, you know. So, yeah. Um, so we last week had a, a funeral for him, but it was more like a celebration of life. And our families are very musical. So, uh, as we did when my grandmother passed away last year, we just kind of had a big party and concert and <laughs> just like everyone brought their instruments and played songs and shared stories and and obviously in the funeral his military service was brought up several times and they had his um medals on display which is really nice and so we'll be thinking about him for sure this weekend and everyone uh, everyone who's lost family members the last segment of the pod as always i mix it up there on purpose (laughs) you're making sure i was paying attention yeah i'm just keeping keep you on your toes um is what we're reading watching and are listening to (laughs) jen's wearing her glasses right now and they always give her the shadow of a giant maniacal unibrow so it's like (laughs) making me really try not to laugh here i'll remove them thank you does that make it better it's much better okay good um you said you are watching something new Mm -hmm. so well kind of two things i meant to talk about stranger things last week yes we forgot did you finish it I have not started it yet because my partner has not even watched the first season yet and he is refusing to let me watch the second season until he's caught up, but he is not making any steps toward catching up. Well, that's most... So I'm stuck. Most annoying. I'm stuck in limbo right now. Um, I finished the whole thing in like a weekend, like Halloween weekend. Mm. Um, So... I'm disgruntled. (laughs) (laughs) And I really liked this season. And I can't really talk about it with you without spoiling it. But it's uh, yeah. what I will say is that I felt it was very satisfying. Better than the first season? Because I was only like so, so on the first season, to be honest. I found it different than the first season. And there's also a storyline in the second season that while I appreciate the risk they took with it, I don't know that it was necessary. Or six, was it successful? I think so. But it was kind of just like, okay. Okay. But the new show, so normally... Um, unless I get a preview screening a la Glow or Alias Grace, I sometimes am late to stuff. <laughs> um, and this week I'm not. So Smilf Woo-hoo. premiered. Which is, like that is a that is you a can't truly, see this, but I just jerked my head back at that horrible title. That is a truly terrible title. It's, yeah, it's awful. And we are not even going to repeat the acronym because no. we work for a family newspaper. Right. But if you're familiar with the term MILF, 
at an S get, for single and, and you, you got it. Yeah. Um, so the title is terrible. The show, really good. But that makes me kind of sad because I saw a commercial for this show and I didn't I know. watch it just because of the title. I wish it had a different name. So it's it's based on a short film actually by a actress comedian named Frankie Shaw um, who plays a single mom. And it's just like about her navigating mm-hmm. her life. And uh, I feel like I used that word a lot on the show navigating things but <laughs> rosie o'donnell plays like her intense boston oh, irish american really? mom and uh connie britain's in it totally I love connie britain totally she's playing a mom natch because she's connie britain but she's totally playing against type like That's she's awesome. not a delightful southern lady this time oh, is that gonna like ruin my opinion of her her honestly her voice doesn't sound that much different oh, okay um but it's really good and it's uh it's funny and i think it i've only seen one episode because that's all that's been on it's on showtime okay um there's only been fancy channels i know (laughs) there's only been one episode so far (laughs) but i think it'll be a good exploration of uh just being a single mom and Mm -hmm. dealing with that there's actually a lot of really good shows about being mom right now i agree working moms is really good working moms is great yeah even the sitcom mom is pretty good yeah like it has its moments for sure it like especially for like a chuck Lorre property it's pretty it's pretty good there's a storyline this season that i'm concerned where it's going to go in terms of the potential fat phobia but mm. i love alice and janney and i love oh we should touch base on this again when the season's over yes and uh anna ferris as well so yeah yeah but yeah i agree better portrayals of moms like more more nuanced Excellent. What are you doing? Uh, I finally <laughs> finished the Jan Wenner biography. Finally. Finally. 545 pages. Uh, ended up liking it a lot more than I thought. Uh, the first. Did you like it more than Jan Wenner liked it? <laughs> I did because he <laughs> freaking hated it. Yes. And went on the record saying that it's basically a piece of garbage. I'm not quoting him, but that's the gist of what he said. Yeah. The too long didn't read is this sucks. Yeah. 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 So he, he was part of the project in the beginning. Uh, the biographer's name is joe hagan he's a he's a pretty well-known journalist and he, i think he had written freelance stuff for for rolling stone um so he had initially turned down the project because he knew jan's um temperament shall we say and uh knew that what jan wanted was more of a biographical or autobiographical spin in in that he would have more control over the content of right. it right so uh, long story short, there was some back and forth about what he would have control over and what he wouldn't have control over. Hagen was like, you can't have control over any of this because you asked me to write this for you. And if it's going to be like a true and honest biography, you have to let me just do this. Um, and so he did. And then he didn't really like the way that it came out. And you know what it is? <laughs> parts of it are harsh and are very, um, mm, I guess, can- candid portrayals of, of all the aspects of Wenner's personality. Would you say they're unfair, though? No, I wouldn't. Yeah, so... I, I don't think... Yeah, but but <laughs> the thing is that he's characterized as a bit of a narcissist, a bit of an egomaniac, a bit of... Uh, or a lot of an alpha male. So his reaction to this is not surprising to me in the slightest. Right. But that's what I would expect him to say about... I just feel like if you want control over your story... Just write it yourself. Write it yourself. Especially because yeah. he's, like, is a magazine he's editor. A, he's like, an editor, yeah. Just write it. Write it. So, I mean, I enjoyed it. Um it was very much focused on the sort of s- the start of the magazine from 1967 to about 1990. That was the bulk of the 500 pages. And then the last 20 years was kind of like smushed into the last hundred pages. So 
I, I thought that was sort of yeah. not imbalanced as much as it could have been. But over, I saw there was a two-part documentary coming out too. Yes. Yeah. Because it's, it's also Rolling Stone's 50th anniversary this year. Right. So that everything kind of is working in tandem in that regard. And the pap- and the magazine's up for sale and there's like all this other stuff going on. So um, big things happening. Yeah. So I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought. The reporting, unbelievable. He did hundreds of it, like literally hundreds of interviews for this. Um, so just the reporting alone was very um, inspiring. Cool. And that review will be in the paper at some point in the near future. I don't know exactly <laughs> when. Um, and speaking of the paper, you can find everything that we're working on in the physical pages as well as winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen Zerati on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Naya Rebel on Instagram and Twitter. And we will see you next week. Bye.